Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Caraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Doctor Matters Podcast. And we are living in a world that is so uncertain. If you have been following the news, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that uh, we have been living in some absolutely uncertain times over the past uh, four, five to six weeks, I believe. Uh, there is just so much going on right now, so much that we could talk about, so much that we could uh, we could talk about again and over and over. But some things that have happened recently are really trying to uh, divide the American people even more. Now, this is not an episode about the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, any of those things. Uh, it's not a it's not a podcast about who's right, who's wrong. But what I want to talk about today is I want to talk about uh, a couple of verses in Psalm chapter 37. Now, we're going to get there in just a minute, but just to set this up, I was reading Psalm 37 the other day, and everything that I, when I look at something in the world, when I see uh, things happening in the world, I want to line the world up with Scripture, or in other words, I want to funnel everything that happens in this world through the Bible. So, I was reading Psalm 37, and then it got to, uh, I started thinking about the way that we are living in this world, the things that are going on, the things that are happening, and um, I started thinking about some of the people that are in Congress, that are senators, that are uh, governors of certain states, and there are several of these individuals that are trying to throw their power around and be... Uh, more like a tyrant than a leader, or a good leader at least. And some of the things that they're doing and saying are are showing them to be sort of wicked. Um, I, it's it's really unnerving to see all of the people that are in America that is supposed to be a free country acting as if this is not a free country, acting as if they are wicked acting like wicked, sinful people. And for the most part, you can really listen to what people are saying and listen to their rhetoric to tell if there is any fruit of them being a believer in Christ. And many of these are show no fruit. They show no signs of caring anything about the Lord or the things of God or the Word. And it really shows in the policies that they push as well, especially when they're murdering babies and, and pushing for the murder of babies that are just murdered every single day, even in the midst of a pandemic. They say that the murder of babies is essential. So this is a wicked, vile thing to come from anyone. But here we have state world leaders, all kinds of leaders saying abortion is right. Abortion is good. Abortion is is essential. And we all really know as believers that abortion is not essential. Abortion is wicked. And it is not of God, but we have not only uh, leaders that are pushing for abortion, they're now pushing for wicked things to happen in this world to um, 
and, and I don't have to get into all of it, but I mean, you can see it in the the race for a vaccine. You can see some of the things that Bill Gates is saying that uh, we're going to have to have a certificate to be able to attend mass gatherings again. I mean, some of these things are just crazy, and they show no signs of any kind of fruit for the things of God. So I was reading Psalm chapter 37 the other day, and I came across this passage of Scripture in there, and I would encourage you, I mean, obviously I would encourage you to go read the Bible, but I would encourage you to read Psalm chapter 37, because there's some eye-opening stuff in here, as is with all the Bible, right? Uh, But I get to Psalm chapter 37, verse 20, and this really kind of all came into perspective for me right at this moment when I'm thinking about all of these wicked leaders that we're starting to see kind of rise up and start to fill our airwaves and start to fill our social media things. And we see these people and we hear what they're saying and, and they're pushing for these things. And it's just wicked, the things that we're hearing. And then here's what verse 20 says, but the wicked will perish. Now, I know that if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you understand that uh, those that are not saved are not righteous. They are unrighteous. They are wicked. They're unregenerate, and they will spend eternity in hell. And this is basically what chapter 20 or verse 20 says. The enemies of the Lord are like the glory of the pastors. They vanish like smoke. They vanish away. Now that comes into uh, into understanding of this weight upon someone that is not a believer in Christ, that is a wicked person, a wicked, sinful person that cares nothing about the things of God. They are going to vanish. They are going to be cut off. They are going to die and go to hell. So all of these people that we see pushing and advocating for abortion, all of these people that we see pushing and advocating for just these uh, sinful things that they're going against everything that they know, they're going against everything that the Bible says in the name of government, in the name of uh, their job, or whatever it may be. And, And listen, you don't even have to be political. If you believe that it's okay to murder babies by the thousands every single day, then there's a problem with that because the Bible is clear that abortion is not of God. Abortion is murder. And the wicked... Those that stand up and teach things opposite of what the Bible says, that they push agendas that are opposite of what the Bible would say, then those are the wicked, unregenerate people that will vanish one day. You see, the wicked may think they have it on this earth now, that they have everything that they need, that they are, uh, they're going to rule and reign, and, and their lifestyle and their lifetime here on this earth is going to be finally gain for them, right? But unfortunately, anyone that has this sort of mentality, any unregenerate person, anybody that's not saved, that has the mentality of, I'm here, I'm arrived, and we're finally going to have abortions, we're going to have socialism, we're going to have bread lines, we're going to have all these things, because... They don't really care about the American people, let's face it. And uh, if you really want to get down into it, I haven't really studied this out, but I've seen this a lot lately, especially during this pandemic, that uh, there are, in the flu shot, there are pieces of, or, or tissue or something from aborted babies. So if you think about this, no wonder people are pushing for abortions if they're in, in, in the government, because these aborted babies have parts of their tissue and their cells going into these vaccines that they're creating for big money. 
right? So, and, and, and listen, please don't just take my word for that. I, I just happened to see that in a couple of places recently. I haven't researched that out, uh, but it seems like it would make sense for uh, lawmakers to continue to push for abortion because uh, abortion is lining their pockets somewhere, somehow. And if it's through flu vaccines or any other vaccine, then that would explain exactly why people are pushing and pursuing for abortions to remain essential when they're not. Anyway, that's wicked. If that's the case, that is wicked. Even the fact that they're trying to get rich off murdering babies through some sort of vaccine or any other kind of way, that's wicked. And we see in Psalm 3720, the wicked will vanish. So they may think their day is here. They may think they have arrived. They may think that they're going to live the rest of their life getting the things that they want lining their pockets that they'll be healthy, wealthy, and prosperous in the land. All the while, they are murdering babies, and others are suffering as a result. Their day is coming unless God intervenes through the Holy Spirit and gives those people a new heart. If they are not saved, if they are not regenerated by the Holy Spirit, then they will vanish like smoke. Now, the Bible teaches us in the book of James that our life is just a vapor amidst here today, gone tomorrow. So with us, even as believers, our lives are really, they're not very long. Even if you live to be 100, 110, 115 years old, that's not a long life because I am 36 years old, about to be 37, and I can remember being 16 years old getting uh, actually 15 years old when I got my license for the first time so I could go to work. Uh, But 15 years old, I can remember that like it was yesterday. And here, it's almost 37 years old. In August, I'll be 37. So time flies really fast. And I don't have to tell you that because many of you listening know that time flies. So our life is a vapor. It is like a, uh, I I sometimes say it's like uh, watching somebody smoke. When they inhale that cigarette and then they blow that smoke out, it is there for just an instant and then it just, it's gone. And that's our life. But then when you think about it in terms of being wicked and unregenerate, this life is but a vapor. And it's here today, gone tomorrow. But if you are unregenerate, unrighteous, unsaved, wicked, you will vanish like this smoke. And this is not the kind of vanishing that you, uh, that, that, that I will vanish with. Like, I'm going to be here one minute, gone the next, and then I'm going to be present with Christ. And that's encouraging to me. And those that are wicked, they're going to stand before judgment. But they're going to hear the words, depart from me, you worker of lawlessness, for I never knew you. And then they will vanish, and they will spend eternity in hell and weeping and gnashing of teeth. So anyone that's wicked, anybody that we find standing on platforms that think that they've arrived, that they think they have have it now, that they've gotten what they want, that uh, they're on top of the world now, anybody that thinks this, their day is coming. And listen, for us as believers, are we supposed to push for that day? Are we we wanting to let these people see that their vanishing day come quickly? Well, if we are true believer, then we should not want to see them die and go to hell. We should be praying for those that are wicked. We should be praying for those leaders in these positions and praying for their salvation. We should not be praying for things like, uh, 
just random things before salvation. We need to make a priority to pray that God would save their souls because when they're saved, they can be changed, and then these policies can change. I had a interesting interaction on social media just last week, and it came after I posted on Facebook after a lot of people really bashing the president about comments he made. Now, whether he made accurate comments or he, should he have made the comments he did about, uh, it, it, it got taken out of context is what happened about the injecting uh, disinfectants to kill the virus, that that whole thing. Uh, we, we don't have to unhash that, unpack that here. Uh, you can go find that and, and all that it was talking about. But a, a lot of American people really just pushing back and talking ugly about the president and I'd simply made a post about uh, a pastor's perspective on the pushback of Donald Trump or something like that. I can't remember what I titled it, but simply I, I, in that, I just, you know, I said leadership is not easy. Leadership is tough. It's hard. And even from a pastor's perspective is we don't have a nine to five job. I mean, we're clocking in and we're clocking out. That doesn't happen. We're cl- we're clocked in all the time and we don't clock out. Uh, there's times where I told somebody where I could go on a run at 10 o'clock in the morning and go for a two to three mile run. And while everybody else is, uh, working at their nine to five job, but that same day, that evening, I could be on the phone with somebody or at somebody's house or at a hospital with someone at 10 o'clock in in the evening. And a lot of these things happen all the time, but uh, leadership is difficult. So I kind of equated it with being a pastor, but I know the president of the United States is probably, uh, especially during a pandemic, is a lot different than being a pastor. But either way, leadership isn't easy. So I kind of made this case and Basically, the thrust of my post was to encourage people to pray for the president, pray for our leaders, and I got a response from someone that uh, pushed back about abortion and and how President Trump is for abortion, for rape and incest, and these different types of things like that. And 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 I agreed with this guy that pushed back on me, and I said, "Listen, I agree with you one hundred percent. I don't agree with the president in this, but my thrust was." Pray for the president, and I even put that God's will and his providence will be done. His providential plan will be done through the president, and that includes praying for his salvation. Now, again, we could spend a whole other episode talking about whether or not Donald Trump is a quote-unquote Christian uh, because he has had some word-of-faith heretics in his corner and praying for him and and being a spiritual advisor. So we can talk about that, but I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about what we should be doing. The first question was, should we long for the day to see these wicked vanish? Uh, And the the answer is no. Uh, We should long for the day that God would save them. We should be praying for for our president, our vice president. We should be praying for our Senate and and Congress leaders and all the all the leaders that are are there. I, I, I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not a big government person. I, I I don't know the ins and outs of all things government. That's one class that I really didn't listen to well in high school and even in college. But I digress. Either way, whether you know about government or not, we should be praying for our officials. 
We should be praying for these leaders. We should be praying for our nation, and it starts with their salvation. We pray that God would save them, that he would change them, and then those policies will start changing, and then maybe we'd see America start changing, the world start changing. But we can't get so caught up in uh, freedom, constitutions, the wicked, that we forget to pray. Now, I'm all for freedom. I love my freedom. I, I want to have the freedom that we have in America. Seems like that's being taken away a lot lately, and, and it's probably going to get even worse. But we as believers should be praying for the salvation. Uh, excuse me. We as Christians should be praying for the salvation of our leaders. And listen, you can take this outside of the political realm. You know people in your homes, you know people in your schools, your workplace, and even your churches. You know people that probably need to be prayed for that God would truly save them. I mean, the church, our own churches are our biggest mission field. And that may be our next episode to talk about our biggest mission field being the church because we have had so many watered down gospels and preachers and teachers that have watered down the gospel so much that a lot of people walk an aisle or repeat a prayer and they don't know what they've done, but then they say they've been saved and nothing ever changes. So we know people in our own churches that we need to pray that God would truly save them and we need to preach the gospel to them. Now, you and I can't go preach the gospel to President Trump, but we can pray that somebody that's around him will and he'll hear the gospel because the Bible says that faith comes by hearing Hearing comes from the Word of God. So uh, we should not encourage and wait for and hope for and applaud and cheer this vanishing of the wicked. We should be on our face. We should be on our knees and pray for the salvation of the wicked. And then we might see policies change. We might see things happen. We might see abortions being stopped. But we have to stop the wickedness. And that only comes through faith in Christ. So we need to be, as believers, the most praying people for our leaders. We should not be the most controversial people. We, I will put my cards on the table here. I have found myself in several uh, interactions on social media. And I have told myself I'm done. And listen, I'm not uh, being rude. I'm not being mean. I'm not putting it out there for... I'm just not being a total jerk. Let me just say that. Uh, but I am. I have engaged with people over a few things lately, and uh, I have called people to repentance and faith, but uh, I think that instead of just calling people to repentance and faith, I need to pray that they would come to repentance and faith as well. So we can't just sit around and say, well, I hope Donald Trump is saved like he says he is. We need to be praying that God has truly saved him, and if not, that he would. So we need to be some of the most praying people, not controversial people, because the things that I've got, I've gotten myself into one or two social media engagements, and I probably came across more controversial than loving, but sometimes I just get tired of all the stuff that's being said and, and going on out there. Uh, but as believers, we have hope and it's that hope we have in Christ that we need to be praying that other people will have that don't have. And in this case, the wicked, those that are unsaved. But for us that do have hope, I mean, I love this whole chapter, but I'm going to go down to this one verse, these next two verses down in 27 and 28 of Psalm 37. It says this, turn away from evil and do good. Uh, 
so shall you dwell forever. I love verse 28. For the Lord loves justice. He will not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever. But here we are again with the wicked. But the children of the wicked shall be cut off. Now that is a very sobering passage of scripture as well. So we see in verse 20, the wicked are going to vanish. They're going to vanish like smoke. We're, we're all, our lives are just a vapor. We're here today, gone tomorrow. But for those that are unrighteous, they will spend eternity in hell, those wicked. So we need to pray for our leaders that we see that are rising up and seemingly being wicked and unsaved, unregenerate. Pray for them. But listen, saints, we have the hope that God gives us, and we have it through his word. His word is a treasure for us. It contains many, many, many promises, and we see these truths in Scripture. And in verse 28 of Psalm 37, this is beautiful, that he will not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever. So this is a beautiful hope that we have. So why would we not want this same hope for our political leaders? Why would we not want this same hope for our friends and family and co-workers? Why would we not want to teach the true gospel of Jesus Christ as much as we can to the people that we know and love and even people that we don't know that we come across in our communities with? Why don't we teach them the gospel as well and proclaim the gospel to them? Because we have that hope. That's something that we can't keep to ourselves. And although we can't go specifically preach the gospel to uh, our president and vice president and other others that are in uh, Senate and Congress and all these things, we can pray for their salvation and pray that others would come along and be able to preach the gospel. And we pray that God would save them by the power of the Holy Spirit as he changes men from the inside out and takes away that heart of flesh. I'm sorry, takes away that heart of stone and gives them a heart of flesh. And that's something that the Holy Spirit does. The Bible is clear on that. We can't do that, but we can pray for people, we can preach the gospel, and we leave salvation up to the Lord. And for those that continue to live a wicked life, those that are in in the political realm that we see on the TV every single day, they could live the next 20, 30, 40 years and still be as wicked as they are today or even more wicked. But let me tell you something. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is never going to change. Friends, he is in charge of this universe. He is in control of all things that you see on TV. He's in control of this pandemic. He is in control of those wicked men and women that you know. He's in control of those wicked men and women that you see on your TVs that are in the political realm. He is in control of all of these things. So as we that have hope, the, those of us that will be preserved, those that he will not forsake, we should put our trust in him. And we pray that he would change hearts. But if he doesn't, if the wicked still prevail, we know that they only prevail for a short time and they never truly prevail because God reigns supreme. He will never change. He is sovereign over everything. So although things may look kind of bleak and they look dim at times and they look frustrating and we can't understand what's going on. We see these passages of scripture and they should not bring us comfort, but they should bring us a little bit of comfort to know that God is in control. These wicked men and women that we see, they will not rule the world because God is a self-existent, 
God. He is an eternal God. He has been here before the beginning of time, which he created, by the way, and he is going to be here for all of eternity. He is never going to be dethroned. So any of these people you see on your TV will not overpower God. They will not knock him off his throne. God is God forever. So we can trust him and we can pray that he would change the hearts and save the wicked. So trust in God Almighty and don't let what's happening in front of you on the TV, don't let these politicians get you down, don't let it worry you, don't let it bother you. Trust in the Lord that holds this in his hands. And one day Jesus Christ is coming back and he's coming back to judge the living and the dead. And if you are a wicked, unsaved individual, then you will vanish like smoke. You will spend eternity in hell. So I want to end this program today by calling you to repentance and faith. If you are an unbeliever that's even listening to this, I want you to know that Jesus Christ, God's only son, left his throne in glory to come to this earth humbly. Even he humbled himself to the point of death, Philippians chapter 2 says, and he came to this earth to die the death that you deserve because you are a sinner. You have sinned against a holy and perfect God. You do not measure up to God's standards. The Bible teaches us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin, of that falling short, the wages of sin is death. And because we have sinned, we will die. But Christ came to die the death that we deserve to be the permanent sacrifice for us. And the Bible says that he came and he he was beaten and he was crucified, nailed to a cross, and he bled and he died and was buried in a tomb. And three days later, he rose again. And the Bible says, if you believe that Jesus came and he died and he rose again in your heart, if you believe that in everything in your being, and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, then the Bible says you will be saved. But we also know that in Mark 1.15, Jesus says to repent and believe the gospel. So when you feel the weight of your sin against a holy and perfect God, and you understand that you have sinned against a holy and perfect God, you need to repent of that sin, which means to acknowledge it before God, to confess it to God, and to ask forgiveness for that sin, and then turn from that sin, and then place your faith in Christ. And the Bible says you will be saved. The Bible also says today is the day of salvation. So if you are one of these wicked, even listening today, that you don't know if you're truly saved, I pray that you would believe on the Lord Jesus Christ today. Repent of your sin and trust Christ for salvation. For those of you that are saved, pray for your leaders. Pray for your friends and family. Pray that God would save his people. And if you happen to be a listener today that realized that you weren't truly saved and you just heard the gospel and uh, the 32nd gospel and the Holy Spirit changed you, then let us know. Let us know if you're let us know if you've been born again today. We would love to celebrate that with you. We'd love to point you to uh, a good church if you're not in one. We would love to walk with you through next steps and just be a blessing to you. So if you've been saved as a result of hearing the gospel today, please let us know. And all those that are, pray that God would save his people. Until next time, thank you for listening and God bless. <laughs>